Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Have you ever wondered if you have to stay stuck where you are, or could you give yourself permission to change everything? Could you be unapologetically you and do exactly what you want? That's what we're going to talk about today with my expert guest, Lisa Cherney. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you've been with me before, I'm so glad you found value in return. And if you're brand new, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you'll return too. Today we're going to be talking about how to be unapologetically yourself and everything that goes out from that. What you do, who you're with, what you set up, how you run a business, how you appear in the world, all those things. So welcome Lisa Cherney to Emotional Savvy. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here, Roberta. I'm super excited to talk to you because we've been talking for, I don't know, 15, 16 years. <laughs> so we don't talk much, but when we talk, it's always juicy. So I love what you say that just because something is successful and something has been good for you, you don't have to keep doing it. And I say the opposite is also true. Just because something is unsuccessful, you don't have to stay stuck in it. So how did you step out and say, I think I'll do something new? It's such a great way to start the conversation because people look at folks like you and I that have been doing this entrepreneur thing for a while and sort of just feel like we have it all figured out, right? And and people will intersect with me at certain parts of my journey and just feel like, you know, yeah, she's always been the juicy marketer. She's always been the GFR gal or, or whatever it is. And I just really want to say that the thing that I think that I've done perfectly is to be real and to allow myself to evolve and to seek out sort of the next expression and to be unapologetic about it, except, you know, when things are uh, an, an idea or an inspiration, um, I will often hold them close to my vest because I need to get my confidence up. You know, I don't just like come out unapologetic, you know, I just, I, I have to sometimes walk through the fire with naysayers first. And so I think that is a bit of the journey of people that are doing important things in the world. I think so too. I think ideas are born and they're very tiny sometimes. They, they, they hit us really large, but then you go, oh, how does this fit? How do I, what would this call forth from me? What would I have to do? So I want to tell everybody why they should be listening to us and why it's so exciting to talk to you. Let me tell them about you and I'm going to read your bio so that everybody knows exactly what you want them to know. Lisa Cherney has been mentoring, get this, millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years. Could get you there. She's the host of the groundbreaking confession-based GFR, Get Effin' Real podcast. Hmm. In 2014, after 15 years in business, Lisa got 
effing real. And she dismantled her successful seven-figure business as the juicy marketing expert. That's when I met her. Lisa learned that just because something is successful, as we were just talking about, and people like it, you don't have to keep on doing it. So she knows her mission is to help soulful entrepreneurs, GFR, so they can get out of their own way, help more people, and make more money. So I'm going to have trouble, and I'm going to fall over GFR a few times, I am sure, because I have to rethink it every time I go to say it. But why did you choose that name for your podcast? I chose it because in the exploration of how I was going to hold space for entrepreneurs in the next phase of my business evolution, I realized with like a stroke of clarity that I needed to help mission-driven folks get real about what was in the way of them getting out there and doing the thing that they wanted to do. Except get real, Roberta, it just wasn't urgent enough. It wasn't emphatic enough. It just, it needed something. And so I inserted the F <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and I'm, I'm from Jersey. I blame it on that sometimes, you know, I just, you know, I, and I'm, I'm and I feel like it just represents sort of the, the straight talk of it all, you know, and I feel like there is an urgency because it's those of us that are doing this mission-based work that are really going to change this planet. Well, I agree, you know, and, and I just had this hit like, okay, we sit on the surface and, you know, you should get real. You should, you know, align yourself with your values. You should do all, all the wonderful things that people tell you to do. And then, you know, because I've spent so many years in the therapeutic world helping people, you know, there's a, moment, <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment when you just want to lean in and say, GFR, mm-hmm. you know, like... This is not working. You are not getting what you want. Einstein's definition of insanity, keep doing what you're doing and expect a different result. You need to GFR. I mean, that's going to become something everybody's it going is. to talk it's about. It is. trademarked, it? y'all. It's trademarked. I saw it. T-shirts, <laughs> water bottles, stickers. <laughs> that's great. But, you know, that that's, a, I think, a hallmark of a great therapist, too, is when you can actually go there and you know when to go there. So whether you're in marketing, whether you're helping people with their business or you're helping people with their life, we all need to GFR. Now, for those of you who just joined us, that means get effing real. Um, So know that. Now, if that offends you, just put another word in there, freaking, frigging, whatever it is that floats your boat. But the thing is, get the urgency of it. Get down to the bottom of it. So I think that it's true that whether or not you have a successful business and it's going well and people like it and you can change. And I think it's also true that if you have an unsuccessful life or business or whatever, um, you can also think that you can't get out of it and you keep doing it. So what do you think the key is? What What is the spark that allows someone to finally give themselves permission to change? I think it has to do with our level of toleration for not feeling good. And, you know, I, in, in birthing this mission, I did some soul searching for the last 20 years that I've been holding space for mission-driven business owners. And I, I said, okay, you know, how are, what, what are the things that I kept saying over and over again? Or what are the patterns that I saw? And it, I, I came to realize that there were actually 12 ways 
that the mission-driven business owner would get in their way. It was like, it was the thing that had them not take full advantage of investments they had made in the systems and the blueprints and the formulas. It had them not taking the risks, you know, not stopping the things that weren't working and starting new things and all of that. And so I call them the 12 GFR commandments, Roberta. (laughs) (laughs) And each commandment has a confession question. (laughs) So I got the whole biblical thing going, which is kind of ironic. Um, and number one is the first commandment, and they're not in any order, but just happens to start this way, is don't compromise. And the confession question is, what am I tolerating? And it's such a good one. I mean, I pull into my garage every day and I look to the left into our third garage because that's like a place for, where we don't know what put it, we put it there. You know, and I'm like, I'm tolerating looking at this mess. You know, it starts with those things all the way through to you know, am I in a business that sounded like a good idea at the time or at once at one point really felt like the way I was supposed to help people and now it's not a fit anymore? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that there's a lot to that because those of us who have been in business for a long time, we do have to keep adjusting. You know, maybe we don't change the entire name of our business. Maybe we change the focus. Maybe we narrow the niche. Maybe we do something like that. And over there in the life world, you know, maybe a person who completely suited us when we were 25 has gone in so many different directions and the relationship has lost so much juice that they're saying, do I need a new relationship or I need to make a new relationship out of the one I have? So whichever way it goes, there's always time for a reboot and a relook. And you may not have to change absolutely everything and you may not have to change the guy or gal you're with. But something has to change. So I hear you talking about that and you know, you say on your podcast, it's confession time. So what was your greatest fear about moving to a new, entirely new way of giving your message to the world? That I was going to go broke. My, you know, my money is my, one of my was, I'm going to say was, because I feel like I've had a lot of healing even recently. Money was like this, this bottom line, like terror. I was just terrified that I, that, that I, that I'd lose money, that I wouldn't have money. Um, I've had my own business. I've been like my own boss since 1999. Um, that's a long time to, to give yourself a, you know, create your own paycheck, you know, and I, I, I'm blessed to be in a partnership, you know, with a man, um, that I call my husband that, you know, has been super supportive, but I, you know, I, I take that responsibility very seriously. I paid myself a paycheck since, you know, day one that I started my business. And so that's my fear, Roberta. I was just like, I'm going to be broke. Like if I change something, forget it. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, how do I, you know, and I just, you know, I happen to attract um, a lot of people that have big decisions to make that feel insurmountable, that feel like, you know, they feel stuck. And I was just talking with somebody this week about letting go of a business and, and he was like, you know, I need a plan. Like, I can't decide to let go of this thing before I have a plan. And I said, you know what? You actually need to make a decision first. And then you'll be shocked at how the plan will come to fruition, that you'll see things you didn't see before. But it's like, you have to make the decision first. And for me, I needed to make the decision and I needed to really like make, like take some action to unravel the thing, like decide if this is the last event that I was going to do, decide I wasn't going to do this year long program anymore. And, and really sort of be in the, um, the, the, the vastness of the <laughs> free fall. Like that was my process. And I, I do think that other people, that's where they need to go. So before I really knew what was next. And so um, it was that free fall, you know, where I just thought, that's it. You know, I just pictured myself with two suitcases, you know, sitting across <laughs> the street from my house that I'm in now and just looking at it like, now what am I going to do? You know, 
so yeah, that was my worst case scenario. <laughs> well, I find that interesting because I wrote a book called Pack Your Own Parachute <laughs> for that same reason about the preparation. But <clears throat> you know what I also find interesting about that is the difference between going cold turkey and slow release. You know, when you're shutting something down in a business, you may have to do all those things. This is my last event. These are my last courses. These are the things I'm going to retire. And then you have to sit for a minute at the bottom of the abyss. You know, you know that movie, The Abyss? You know, the fellow yeah. finally gets down there and says, I think I'll just sit here for a while. Well, we have to sit there okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? Maybe we had that conversation with ourselves before we went into the abyss. I hope so. Um, but then there is going to be this gap. And they may have residual things going on. But the same thing is true about a personal relationship. You know, you keep, well, try this and try that and try the other thing. And sometimes it works and everything's wonderful. And then finally you run out of options and you just have to look at it and say, I need to make a change, but maybe you can't do it. Now, I work in the field of toxic relationships. So many times a man or a woman is isolated financially by what I call a hijackal, a toxic person. And so they can't do something immediately. They can't go cold turkey. It has to be very slow release. <laughs> but it's important for us to have the vision, like you say, like I know what I'm moving toward and to be able to just keep that front and center. So <clears throat> what advice would you have for somebody who needs to get up the gumption to let go? I would ask them to get clear on how they want the future to feel. You know, we often will guide people on, what's your vision? You know, create your ideal vision and, you know, plan and all this kind of stuff. And oftentimes it's very uh, tactical and, and it's easy to do that in business. Just to like, okay, it needs to, I need 10 of these and five of these at this period of time and, you know, whatever. And we forget to really connect in with how will it feel when I'm happy? How will it feel when I love my business? How will it feel when I'm working with clients that I just, that just adore me? How will it feel when the thing that I'm offering and the way that I'm helping people feels like it's completely fulfilling my mission on this planet? Like how will all this feel? And I mean, just talking about it in, 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 in generally, you know, uplifts my energy and, and, creates, I think like I say that confession brings clarity. Um, and I think when we, when we really confess that something isn't working, we start to now see what is it that we really want. But again, we need to, we need that confession to, to float in and we need it to land. And then we need to, to, to admit it to ourselves and then maybe one other person or maybe to our journal and, you know, and it kind of goes from there. Yeah. I think that is great advice because it does take a slow process. It kind of drops and it drops and it drops until it gets to the center of our being. And maybe one of the questions that we end up asking that can be useful is what if maybe I'm not ready to say, I'm going to do that, but I might say, what if I did that? What would it require of me? What would my life look like? How would it change? How would it affect my relationships, my view of myself, the way I interact with the world? And so you could play the what if game for a little bit, right? Absolutely, you can. And when I'm specifically talking with a mission-based entrepreneur, what I have found, I think you're going to really appreciate this. I have found a recent distinction between when they're 
when they're looking for a mentor, somebody to tell them what to do that's gone before, that's been more successful and has a plan, and unmentoring. And the way that I'm holding space for people now is in an unmentoring space where they are looking to trust themselves more. They are looking to have faith more. They're looking to not just have someone tell them what to do, but to just point them to, to back to themselves and, and, and affirm what they already know and things like that. And so, you know, one of the commandments really speaks to this, which is number five, make yourself your most important client. And what I find very often is that the evolution that is being called for has to, has to do with them using like their own work on themselves and sometimes really having to push aside all the other to-dos and all the other things that they think are priorities to just go, okay, if I was my most important client and I, you know, and I really was going to focus, you know, all my expertise, my wisdom, my training, everything on myself. You know, what, what would I tell myself, which is the confession question, you know, if I was my own client, what would I tell myself? And Roberta, this is so illuminating. And it's a, a true characteristic of unmentoring where you realize my work is my healing. And the more I heal, like the more it's going to fuel my work. And it, and it sometimes takes, I know, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm just so excited about this whole conversation because the mission-driven entrepreneur, like they, their work evolves as they evolve, but you kind of have to just embrace the fact that that's the fact and see that all struggle has a purpose, which of course, that's what all the stories on my show are about. Can't you just get it? I know you're listening to this. You may be watching this. And can you just get the elevation of the energy in this conversation with a fraught with possibilities? What if your life could be accepted as fraught with positive possibilities that yeah, what if I did make these changes? What if I did go in that direction? How would I feel? What would it what would it give to people that I'm not giving them now, but I want to give to them? And how do I know what floats my boat and flips my skirt? Because people ask me all the time, you know, they say, how do you do it? You know, every day dealing with toxic relationships and helping people get away from emotional and physical, sexual, verbal abuse. And the fact is that helping, just like you were saying, helping, illuminating possibilities, uh, telling people exactly what they are actually seeing and that there are habits and patterns that aren't going to change, and giving them that perspective allows them to see the possibilities. And that's what flips my boat and floats, <laughs> flips my boat, flips my <laughs> skirt and floats my boat every morning. I want to help. And that excitement that you just came up with there, Lisa, wow, you know, yes, that's what you, what were you're talking about when you use the term mission-driven entrepreneur. And when you talk about soulpreneurs, people who are actually in touch with who they are, what they want to give to the world and how that shows up. And how, what they're wanting to give to the world, they need to give to themselves and make that a priority. Oh, I so think about that. You know, I had, I had a relationship um, issue the other day, a business relationship issue, and I was cogitating on it. And I thought, all right, what would I tell a client? Perfect. And commandment so, number five right there. <laughs> so that's a good example of your commandment. And I was able to process it in 10 minutes. 
But when I was in the emotion of it, like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Oh, I didn't realize that that's what was going on. Oh, I gave that person too much benefit of the doubt. I need to see the patterns and move forward. Yes, I don't want that in my life. Okay, I know what to do. (laughs) So you said something in your writing that you said, I want to talk to people who have an unconventional way to help people and may need to deal with naysayers to get it out there. Now, whether we're talking about your business or your relationship, you are going to deal with naysayers. There are going to be people who said you're crazy at the beginning, and then there's going to be people who say you're crazy at the end. <laughs> so what in in what do you do to kind of say, thank you for your input, and I'm moving forward? I, I'll start off with a story about how this happened to me. So... Like, you know, y'all know I've been doing this mission entrepreneur thing for a while and I have, I have uh, reinvented myself multiple times because that's what my evolution was calling for. So this GFR thing is about a year and a half old. And when I first started sharing it with my colleagues, and these are people that others would call gurus, experts, whatever, I told them about the GFR, GFR show and the GFR, you know, movement. And they said, oh, I don't think you should use the F word. You know, I think it looks like you're trying too hard and I think you're going to turn people off that you're really supposed to help. And they just were, did not like it. And, and at that point it was a real fresh new baby with like fresh baby skin. And I felt vulnerable sharing it. And I, it took me into a temporary tailspin because, you know, these people that I trusted that were experts, um, you know, were cautioning me. And, you know, one of them was like industry titan, like been doing this thing for 30 years and like I a lot of respect, you know, other people were, you know, other ways that I put them on a pedestal, I call them pedestal people, you know. Um, and then I pretty quickly, probably within a week or two, really uh, processed it all. And I got to this place of like, like conviction, like I, I had to take a stand and you know, I had to tell them like, it may look like I'm trying hard, but like, this is me. Like I'm being authentic. Anybody that really knows me thinks, oh my God, this is so you, Lisa. And it's so authentic. And you know, I knew I wasn't trying too hard. You know, I knew I was just being me. In fact, I was probably being more real and raw than I ever have in my 20 years in in business. And, and not that this, this person wasn't here 20 years ago, right? I was, you know, real when I was juicy marketing and I'm real now. And it just, it gave me such conviction, Roberta. Like it, it just, it gave me fortification and I see it now was like a rite of passage that I had to go through. And so, um, you know, so the first thing I would do when I was share, I share that story with people because it's like, I am, I'm like walking, I'm walking it out, you know, right here, right now. <laughs> I am so glad that you shared that with us, Lisa. And for those people who really want to hear Lisa's podcast and go find Lisa, it's a simple URL. It'll be in the show notes for you, but I'll just tell you, what do you think? Of course, it's gfr.life, L-I-F-E. GFR.life. So you can find all about her over there. And of course, it'll be in the show notes, along with a note to a great gift she has. She's sharing the 12 GFR commandments with you. And the notes um, will include the link to go and get that. So now I want to get to the nitty gritty. We've, <clears throat> we've talked about all kinds of things and how you get there. But you were mentioning those expert colleagues. And don't you think sometimes there's a... a a strange blend between their 
business advice and seeing possibilities and their own fears about things? Absolutely. Like it was all their own stuff coming up. Their discomfort with the F word, like, you know, wanting to appeal to everybody. And like, you know, that's GFR commitment number three is don't worry about being normal, proper or polite. And they're so easy to quote because they're so relevant, you know, and that that's, that's where they are. They're, you know, they are trying to appeal to everybody. And, you know, I've been saying this for years in all my marketing work is when you're trying to appeal to everybody, you wind up appealing to nobody because if you've watered it down and you're like making it all, you know, gray where it really could be more vivid. And so, um, yes, I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not really surprised that you agree, Lisa, because I think we agree on, on quite a few things, but you know, I think it, I think it's, it's when we go around gathering information and we confuse it with taking a poll on our life, like, and then we leave ourselves out of the equation. And like you were saying earlier, it's got to be an alignment for you and it felt real and it felt good and it felt right. I know I had that, you know, when I started my career, of course, I have a PhD in psychology so I can help everybody. Well, yeah, that's true to a degree, but they're very hard to market to. <laughs> and people kept telling me, niche, niche, get a deep, narrow niche, do it, do it, do it. And Oh, I didn't want to, you know, back 20 years ago, like, what do you mean? I don't want to leave people on the table that could be clients. And, you know, it's the same thing in your relationships in your life. You don't have to keep all those people just because they've been part of up to now. You don't have to keep the business pieces just because they've worked for you and they don't work for you, but you think you could stick to it. You don't have to do that. So the real permission piece, what do you think that is? Was there something you finally said to yourself that went, yes? Such a good question. I think that I realized that my purpose, my mission is to give people permission, you know, and I got to that clarity because I saw how loving I had begun to be with myself on uh, so many things that in the past were embarrassing or I was ashamed or I wouldn't confess, you know, I had come to really appreciate um, about myself and really see the purpose of it all. Like, um, I love meeting. I know you do too, because we like had fun at the conference we went to. I love meeting people and hearing their stories and, and knowing like that everything that they went through, everything they went through brought them to that moment, right? To that place to, and for the mission driven entrepreneur to that business, you know, it's all on purpose. And I, I feel like I started to embody that, knowing in myself and talk about my 12-step journey that had to do with food and my body, you know, my unconventional, you know, marriage and, you know, the way that I parented that wasn't like other people and, and the way that I was my own boss and I, you know, would work late some nights and not the next day and oh my goodness, you know, it wasn't nine to five and like, I love when clients cancel on me and I'm kind of lazy and it makes me, you know, it makes me very efficient and I'm not a certified coach and I don't have a marketing degree. And I mean, on and on and on. It's so fun for me to talk about these things now. And I realized it. And as I was healing and, 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 and really getting more confident in all of those things, I thought, you know what, that's what I'm supposed to do for other people. And so 
that's what flipped the switch for me. And I, I feel like there is that unapologetic thread that everybody craves at some level. And I, I hope that them listening to this gives them more permission. Yeah, and from a psychological point of view, just to put something under that, uh, from that point of view, is if we've been raised in a home that we weren't welcomed with joy, where it was a struggle, maybe it was a little toxic, maybe there was some neglect, maybe there were some put-downs, that things were pretty standard going in a bad direction, it's really hard sometimes to pick yourself up and get to the place that Lisa's talking about. So I'm just cautioning you, if you come from that background and you say, oh, that sounds so great, but I don't know how to get there, you know, Lisa can help you, and and that's a good thing. Remember, you can find her at gfr.life, L-I-F-E. So when we're dealing with these people (laughs) in our lives that have expected us to be a certain way, have expected us to do a certain thing, know us like you as the juicy marketing expert. And then you say, out of here, how did they respond? Some, their fears came up, just like we were just talking about with my colleagues, right? Their fears came up. It's like, what are you going to do now for money? And like, you know, like this is super successful and, you know, um, and that also fortified me. And I seem to surround myself with people now that are, are supportive of me being me. And uh, my parents have grown up a lot since I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, those of you who have ever been at a live event with me, you've probably met my mom. She, Phyllis, she's amazing and so affirming. And my dad and I used to be at each other's throats when we were younger. And, and they just, my, my dad says that the best thing that, that he's done as parenting is just get out of my way, (laughs) you know? And, and I feel like that's been super um, helpful for me is to make sure that I'm surrounded with people that are supportive. It's why I, I, I created the GFR squad, which is a super like easy, low entry um, community because I just wanted there to be a place for people that might not have a family of origin and don't have that support to go to a place where they can just let their hair down, be real, make the confess the things aren't working, you know, and, and begin to maybe make some changes in a safe way. So make sure you have that support around you, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I think that's true. And going back to the people that I was talking about uh, as well, um, you may have people who get out of your way, but sometimes you have to get out of theirs. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, I was 17 years old just graduated from high school and could hardly wait to leave because the limiting beliefs of my family. And of course I was raised by two hijackals. So, and I'm an only child. So let me out for sure. But it's really important for us to be who we are now to take stock of that. I hear you saying that and to say, okay, no matter what's happened to me or what I've done in the past, what's up now? What would really make it so that I got up in the morning and said, yeah, I've had a look at it and I have caught up with myself. So I really want to thank you for being with me, Lisa. You're always inspirational. And this big shift, well, GFR, (laughs) it's a great one. So thanks so much for being my guest. You're very welcome. It was super fun. So if you had super fun, I did. And you can learn more about Lisa Cherney at gfr.life, 
L-I-F-E, G-F-R dot life. And if you want to learn more about me, you know you can always go to transformingrelationship.com. You'll find my podcast, my blog, my YouTube channel. It's all there for you. And we can always talk. So I'm glad that you joined me for Transforming Relationship with Emotional Savvy. We all need as much emotional savvy as we can. And start with yourself. Know that you are super important and treat yourself in that way. So until we talk again, be very good to yourself. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Bye.